2: To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm Charles and this week Danny is away. Currently at a gig. Drinking lots and not thinking about his children. Um, Or he's at a giant book festival. Delete as appropriate. That's what he's written. So I'm here with the one and only Neil Edgerton Scott. How are you, Neil? Look at this. Look at this. Brought in. Brought in from the the cold for the preview show. First
0: time I've been invited on since you brought it back.
2: Exactly. A bit like Michael Harriman. Uh,
0: Yeah. I am essentially playing the Michael Harriman role now. Which...
2: Obviously, is your lookalike, and
0: every time he plays, my mate texts me and went. And like, every time he comes on, he's like, "You better do something good." I'm like, "It's not actually me." <laughs> it
2: is you. <laughs> it is you. I've met your missus. He definitely... you messaged me like, "Just saw you on the coach." i'm, like, you <laughs> I'm at home. Oh, brilliant. I love it. Loads to talk about before we meet our guest, which is Rochdale fan Charlotte um, from the Dale Way podcast. But before we get to that, Neil, there's loads to discuss. Mm. I'm trusting in you to keep things civil. Brilliant. Um, Danny has written everything about this episode for us because that is the um, decision that I made. was that If he wanted to bring this back, then he had to do all the work for it. Even when he's away on holiday, it's going to be. He's not on holiday. He's at a gig. <laughs> well, he is on a holiday. He's on a holiday for the whole week. It's half term, isn't it? And he's gone away. And a gig tonight, doesn't count as a holiday. No, no, no. But the whole week he's away. I'm sure he's at an Airbnb or something. Unless the gig is abroad, I'll give that as a holiday. I think it's in
0: Wales. Does that count? Technically, it's a different country. So there you go.
2: Then I stand corrected. <laughs> Once again, I'm wrong. So um, on Monday night, Neil, we yes. all had a jolly good time. Um, as we all tuned in to the West North Anse Council full em- uh, emergency, it's not an emergency, um, but different council meeting to discuss the Six Hills land deal. Yes. First question Did you watch it? You know what? I did. Oh, my word.
0: I did. Think I watched the, the whole of it as well. Times uh, must
2: be tough with the Edgerton Scott household.
0: I'm hey, no, you. I was, this was while I was, I'll go off topic as you would like me to, as always. Always. Uh, this is when I was I was designing and writing my new website that I've made.
2: Um, oh yes, of course. Your lovely 49ers in the UK website. It is, yeah, yeah, www.uk49ers.com
0: for anyone that's interested.
2: Um, okay. go check out go. Neil's writing about American football.
0: Cheeky little plug. Um but so I was I was designing and writing that while watching it. Um, so multitasking. Um oh. Who yeah i know i've surprised myself uh i i to be honest i watched obviously who so speaking wise we had tom cliff open didn't he um yes. yeah uh he was very loud tom wasn't he, <laughs> he, was he right up um but i thought he spoke well uh then we had james whiting who everybody
2: uh, was scared of. Yeah, yeah everyone was cowering. <laughs>
0: um, I thought he... Put that knife down, James. What do you do with that? <laughs> <laughs> he came across a little bit more nervous, actually, I thought. Um, but his words made sense, uh, which was good. Uh, <laughs> and then we had Hayden Spenceley, didn't we? Very uh, passionate. Was... Yeah, I thought he made uh, some really, really pertinent points um, mm-hmm. uh, that often gets forgotten about, actually, um, in this whole sorry saga. Uh, then we had... Uh, Andy Roberts, who I thought, that, he, I mean, he essentially read out the trust yes. statement. He, yes, he did. He came across very uh, politician-like, I thought, which isn't always a good thing. That said, but, but um, I
2: would say it's not a bad thing either. In well, fact, he gave the point and the view of the trust. Yes. So this Done. is what I
0: was. This is what I was yeah. going to go and say. He actually came across by far and away the best representative from that side of the argument. Mm-hmm. Um, next i think was was it i can't pronounce his name keith was it keith buckby keith buckby was he next was he yes which i thought there was some stuff in that which was i have no idea whether it's true or not um i thought it it came across it started to get a little bit personal i thought um and then the the other random supporter i forget his name um derek Derek, yeah, I mean, he he just came across as he's got a massive B in his bonnet and something against the club. Uh, so I, I struggled with that. With that. Um, I, I thought both sides could have probably represented themselves a little bit better. Um, I, I would say from the club side, it's relatively obvious that they'd been primed and prepped what to say, maybe, maybe apart from Apart from Hayden, that, that yeah. probably felt a bit more unique. Um, but certainly, Tom's and James's were relatively similar, same sort of message on brand as such. So, I and and
2: essentially, nice. what you expected them to say, I yeah, wasn't, you know, there was nothing not, in it. Yeah, there
0: was nothing in it that was kind of like you know. And that's not to, to say that, that neither
2: of either of them did a bad
0: job or a bad people or anything like that. It's just I thought the message was a bit bland, really, and it was there was nothing new in it or anything. Um, and then vice versa, I thought. You know, I thought Andy Roberts, the statement that they read out was a, a decent enough statement. Um, the other two I thought was just quite a lot of nonsense in that. And it, it, the problem I have with it, it when it starts uh, erring on the side of accusationary and a bit personal and stuff, it, for me anyway, as, as someone that's listening to that, it I lose interest a little bit and stuff because it, it detracts from the actual
2: facts and what I need to know. Um, I didn't. I, I tell you what I didn't like about it. Was that, and I can't remember which one it was. So apologies, but there was a there was an insinuation that certain people at the club, who work at the club now, who also worked at the club back in the previous yeah. regime, yeah. The insinuation was that they had done something wrong. Now it may not have been that that's what they meant. But it came across to me as if the insinuation was that the people that work at the club now that were working then were implicit in some wrongdoing. And I don't think that is fair at all. On the basis of that, if I'm working for a company and something happens, is that my fault? Do I have anything to do with it? Or actually, am I completely in the dark? More than likely, you're completely in the dark. The insinuation was when when that part of
0: was read out that i can't, I can't remember whether whether it was, it was keith or the other guy um whoever whoever it was that was reading that part out knowingly stopped looked across i assume towards james whiting who i think it was about um i didn't say, notice
2: that okay yeah,
0: yeah, yeah if you watch it back um and, and i just think you know look at, at the time when let's be honest when 10 million pound went missing basically
2: yeah <laughs> um million. Sorry,
0: 10.25 million. Mm -hmm. Um, There was, you know, up until a point, the trust were on the board, right? Yeah. But I mean, I I would say... I know they've resigned the position. I know that's all water under the bridge and stuff, but I don't... this, This sort of element, I don't understand why. Why is that relevant? Oh, he was at the club when £10 million went missing. So what? That so was Sam Hoskins. <laughs> I think.
2: And he's just got a new contract. Yeah. Like, like How dare you... they reward Sam with a new contract.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for me, there's there's a, uh, look, you know, look, we know who we're pretty, it's pretty obvious and everyone's pretty confident who is at fault for this missing 10 million pounds, right? Mm-hmm. that That's all going to come out in the wash slowly, but surely, and I think, you know, listening to the council meeting on Monday, there was, Definitely, definitely in that some insinuation from counsellors that there's gonna be more charges brought around this year. I think even they might have even said within the next six months. Yeah. Um which can only be a good thing. So that's all gonna come out anyway and stuff. Um I I think you know it feels to me a little bit like do you remember when Alex Ferguson left Man United
2: and I do remember that day, yes.
0: David Moyes then took over. Yes. Um he was in founding a, he was, success. Yeah, <laughs> he was in a no-win situation, right? He's, he's followed. Absolutely. So, no matter what happened, no matter what he did, he was going to fail. And it feels a little bit like some of the feeling towards the people still at the football club from certain areas feels that way. It doesn't really matter what you do. Doesn't it? like we need another clean slate. And yeah. I don't know whether I agree with that because I don't have, I don't have the knowledge and the information. And whether they do or not, I don't know. I guess we'll find out.
2: Okay. I will, uh, just just so that, basically, so that nobody tries to have a go at us in any well, way. Well, they will anyway. On here. Of course they will. But just just to caveat this with the fact that I believe that both Keith and Derek were speaking as individuals, as fans of the Football Club, and not on behalf of the Supporters Trust. However... They were both introduced or introduced themselves as being directors or involved with the board of the Supporters' Trust. So there is still a link between those two people and the Supporters' Trust. It's However, Andy Roberts was the person that gave the official position of the Supporters' Trust, which I will say I can, I can understand where they're coming from. They, they Basically, what they're saying is that let's have the whole of that athletics track land kept back for the football club. I think there's something in it, probably, to be fair, but I think with all I think, with I all think they're just it, asking the question, can we please have all of it, rather than just half of it, or whatever amount it is, percentage-wise, let's have all of it, and then you can do what you want selling the rest of it, but let's just keep the rest of that land that's covered by the ACV.
0: It's, it's, that, it's that thing. <laughs> I think there's a way to go about it, and I think that they, they sometimes get it wrong. So I, I actually saw a, a post... From my own sins, I read the hotel end earlier.
2: Cool. Are um, you okay? Do you, do, you want, do you want some time?
0: I'll oh, only poke myself in the eye with needles <laughs> afterwards. Um, <laughs> but you know, so that, that councillor that spoke at the end of
2: the meeting, I forget his name Michael Maybe. Brown. No, that's, that's the ex footballer. <laughs> no, definitely, that's his name, Councillor Michael Brown. Oh, is it? Okay. Yes. So he. he I, if it's, I, would, I would just. I'm just going to confirm that, but you carry on. Yeah, you confirm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's, he's. emailed me. I'm pretty sure that's him. Councillor Tony Yaboa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he. I wish. Uh, <laughs> I think he's the one.
0: Uh, so one of the one of the councillors essentially has signed up to the hotel end, and is is. It is Michael Brown. It okay, is okay. Good. Yeah. So he's interacting with people on there, uh, which is really really good thing to see, and he's getting some. You know, he's. He seems like a decent enough fella. A conservative, um, <laughs> um, you know, and he's interacting and he's saying the right things and he's talking and he's making sense when he talks, which is all you ask, right? Um, and Keith Buckby's on there and he, he abundantly he says a load of stuff, talks a load of stuff, which I assume is probably his own personal opinion. And he, at one point, he states on there, Let the, the, the clear trust stance is we back the deal, providing the ACV thing can be sorted, fine. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily disagree with that approach. I think where they get it wrong and what they what they need to realise, if you're on the trust board, or if you're a, a, a you know heavily involved in the trust and that's what you're known for, let's be honest, that's what Keith is now known for. Mm-hmm. You have to hold on to your own personal feelings and opinions, and because it muddies the water so much, and that's what causes a lot of the problem. It's very easy and simple to sit there and say, "I'm um, this post is my own thoughts." it's not going to be seen like that. Mm. It doesn't, it's not going to be. And, and, and that was what I felt a bit of the issue was with Keith when he, this isn't a well, its is an attack on him. I feel really bad actually, cause he seems like a really nice guy. Um, but it's it's just, it's just how I viewed what he said.
2: I, I was, agree with you. It's it's that whole thing of, you know, on, on, you see this mostly with people who work for the BBC as an example mm. in their Twitter bio, they will mm. write, they will write, you know, opinions are my own or something yeah. that to signify that that these are not the opinions of the company that they work for. However, there are plenty of examples, and, and you don't even have to go back that far really for this kind of thing, where people have posted on social media something that is quite either left field towards outrageous, and, and in some yeah. cases very outrageous. Was it the guy that worked for Savills that said something racist on LinkedIn? And he lost his job, basically, because everybody piled in and said, "How can Savills have this person working for them who has essentially just turned around and said something completely and utterly illegal and let alone immoral?" Um, I do think that there is a, a learning curve to be had. I will say that they're all volunteers, yes, so nobody is getting paid. However, and I, this has been my personal thought for. Yonks, yonks, and yonks, and yonks, which is that if you are connected to something like the trust in a capacity where you are there to make decisions, because essentially board members are there to make decisions, then you've got to be aware of the fact that you will always be, while you're there, while you're in that capacity, you will be being seen as, well, that's your view, and that's the view you'll be putting across in a board meeting. That's That's why when I you know, when I post on social media about the Cobblers, under my account on Twitter, I've always got in the back of my mind, people are going to be thinking, oh, that's the guy that hosts the, co- hosts the podcast. Hmm. I always have to think about that. There are several times when I think to myself, and don't, don't get me wrong, I don't necessarily put a massive fence up and say I'm not going to say this, but I choose my words carefully, certainly more carefully than I might do if I didn't do this podcast,
0: yeah, I don't. I just tweet. I know one. you it don't. Doesn't work half the time. <laughs> anyone, anyone that follows my Twitter will realise. Yeah, um, I, I think. Look, you know. Look, I, I. I think more so than ever, I think that the trust do want what's best for the football club, but that's something that gets levelled at them. That they're trying to, they're trying to scupper the deal, and they want, you know, the club to go bust. Or that's not true at all. Look, no. They're volunteers in general, you know,
2: like and they're all, fans of the football club.
0: They're fans of the football club. They're all decent was, people,
2: and um, a lot of I, them have done an awful lot of work to try yeah. and make sure the club keeps going. Don't forget, there's people on that board and people that are members, including myself, who back in 2015, when everything was basically the shit was hitting the fan, put their hands in their pockets or did something to try and get other people to put their hands in their pockets to raise money to make sure the club was still here. Yeah, you know. Agreed a lot of work has gone into it. So I, I, you know, they are fans of the football club and I, I do believe that they all want what is best for the football
0: club. Of course they do. From their own think, the, the point of view. The club shouldn't, I mean, the, the club, no, uh, the club are very good at being on brand and on message.
2: Um, Cause they're a professional organization. They
0: get paid, right? You know, people know it's their jobs. They can't, they've got to toe the line. Um, which therefore it's a slightly different situation. Um, I, I don't know. I just want it to end, Charles. <laughs> just,
2: yeah, I mean, like
0: other, I don't like. And, and actually, to to, and I know, like, I had a bit of an attack on the you know the words that Keith said and the words that that other supporter said, but fair play to them for getting up there and and they obviously care more than I do, so respect.
2: Fair enough. Um, obviously, it goes to the cabinet on Monday night, um, so. The likelihood is from everything, everybody that I've spoken to that kind of knows about this stuff, they're all pretty sure that it will get passed and voted on and and go through at Cabinet. The danger is, is that, especially based on some of the ridiculous questions that were being asked by some of the councillors, who I will be honest with, I, I can say this because I don't live in Northamptonshire, right? It's no wonder that nothing happens in that county because... Quite clearly, a lot of those councillors hadn't actually read up on what it was that they were meant to be talking about that night. You say nothing
0: it, happens, Charles.
2: Well, go on then. What? I had a note through my door.
0: Oh, hello. That if I now want to dispose of my garden waste, I need to pay for it.
2: Oh, mate, we've been doing that for the last four years up here. Oh, right. Oh, we're, we're, yeah, we're yeah, up, yeah. you know, be... yeah, oh, right. pal. <laughs> If anything, you've had been it easy for long. the last few years. I've been paying 35 <laughs> quid for my green bin. Anyway.
0: <laughs> but I've come up with a, a fantastic idea. Oh, yeah. Purple bins. Half a black bin. Oh. Fill it up with a garden waste. Yeah. Cover it with rubbish. Jobs are good.
2: One yeah okay uh it's a good job danny's not here with his great Danny party members no, no, <laughs> no deal no deal no <laughs> deal um right um from one uh, i was going to say it'll probably get past the cabinet and then everything that's telling me is that somebody's going to call it in yeah so yeah there's no it won't be done yet it This won't
0: is not this is why i should i just want it to end because yeah. like it He's going to drag on and on again.
2: There's me. loads more, and, and to be fair, we've talked longer than I wanted to about this, but I, it is a big, big topic. It's one of those things you could we could talk probably for about three hours about it and still not oh, cover God, it, yeah. right? Oh, absolutely, definitely. Um, so, from one never-ending thing to another, which was uh, Tuesday night's nil-nil draw at Scunthorpe. Mm. Oh my God, it was bad. Well,
0: it was bad. It wasn't. It wasn't as bad as a. Unreflected. <laughs> wasn't it wasn't as bad, bad as a really it a bad, bad thing. thing. Um, <laughs> on reflection, it wasn't great, was it? But away at Scunthorpe, we always do poorly
2: there anyway. 1980 was the last time we won there. We weren't even I wasn't born. even born. Nor was I. Mm, just. I wasn't. <laughs>
0: I know when I was born, I think. Um... And and also, I think on the commentary uh, Tim Oglethorpe said, Oh, the picture's in good condition and I was like, It's fucking not. No, it didn't look very good, did it? Sorry, I've sworn. It's bloody it's not. It's fine. It's fine. Carry um, on. It was one of those where there was load of little like divots and bubbles in it, and it looked quite hard as well. Um which is what she said. Um it, it's um it didn't it wasn't conducive to our fast, free flowing passing game, Charles.
2: Pardon? Okay, Um, after the game, Scott Pollock was mentioned by John Brady. Um, Not physical or strong enough.
0: Yeah, my favourite thing about this is people on Twitter essentially telling John he's wrong. I love it. The man who sees him in training every single day has seen him in the youth team initially as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry, John, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. Oh, right.
2: My work is sat down all day doing spreadsheets. But I know that Scott Pollock is, you know, definitely a baller and should be in the first thing. Look, I think
0: from from the little bit I've seen of Scott Pollock, I would say he looks like he is a talented enough footballer. He's got ability. Um, But I think it's fair to call out he's never looked the strongest and he's never looked the fittest. So...
2: I mean, I think he looks quite fit on his Instagram. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, some of those pictures. Whoa. Hello, he Scott. Is Insta famous. That's what they say he these is, days, isn't he? He is. Hashtag United and all that. Yeah, um, Insta famous. Getting all the pokes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sam that's Hoskins, no, Facebook, speaking about those that you want to poke. Uh, that's Sam not me. Hoskins. That's <laughs> uh, signed a new contract until 2024. Good news. Good news. 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 Just say it's uh, good, and then we can introduce Charlotte and get on with the preview show, Neil.
0: Uh, yeah, it's good. Welcome, Sam. Hey, hold on. Before we get Charlotte on, I know she'll be probably... She may well have just left Charlotte. I, I wouldn't blame This conversation. Her. I'll be honest. She's um, probably
2: bored stiff.
0: <laughs> and who could blame her? Um, but, just quickly on Sam Hoskins, mm. how many years is that now? Because he must be getting close to testimonial.
2: It'll be... By the time that his contract ends, it will be nine. So, I actually am a little bit disappointed that they didn't just give him the extra year. I bet just there's Just to option. make sure. I bet there's an option. I want a testimonial. Yeah. We all want a testimonial. All I really want to see is another goalkeeper sat in a deck chair at six. Would... That's that's what I want to see. Was it Keith Welsh that did
0: that? It was. It was, yeah. Welshie. Oh,
2: that's all I want. All I want is Nobody,
0: a be against it will be against Southampton, wouldn't it?
2: maybe that's where
0: he started his career yeah, wasn't that it that is where he started his
2: career i mean i i did suggest on twitter because um apparently james Hennigan at the chronicle echo Henners, um, yeah. only started a month later than sam after sam had signed so what i suggested was well, we have yeah we have a sam hoskins 11 which which could be the 2015 16 team yeah yeah or you know versus, his favorite players yeah yeah versus a Henners all stars I know what you're thinking. I am thinking that exactly. Podcast, cobbler's cobbler's show, podcast. In there, Henners Chronicle. Get them all in. Get all the I'll, media lovies in.
0: I'll dig out my uh Puma Kings. Oh,
2: mate, I'll I'll see if I can fit into my Predators from like 1999. <laughs> get us <laughs> in Henners. We won't, but get us in Henners. You, I didn't I know Henners had been at the. How high did my voice go then? By
0: the way, very, I didn't. Yeah, very I high. didn't know Henners has been at the Cron for that long. No. Yeah. There you same, go. Almost
2: almost the same length of time that Sam Hoskins has been a cobbler's hero. That. I'll tell you what they should do. They should go out for dinner together, Henners and <gasps> Hoskins. Oh, what well, what well, like that fan did? Do you, yeah, remember? No. Do you Look, remember Henners
0: and Hoskins? Oh. There you go. It could be like a weekly a weekly cron thing.
2: Oh, do you know? Because the, the Cron have just started that video like yes. preview thing, haven't they? Which is which yeah. is excellent. Tim Vickers, who I'm sure used to just be a lowly T-boy. Uh, when Jefferson Logan is listening, he'll know what I mean. Uh, and, uh, and the Henners sit on Zoom together and have a chat. They preview the Cobblers, and then I presume that they reverse roles and then Vickers previews the Saints match. But obviously, we don't look at that. Cause no, I, I did, did hear that Henners does like role play. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, could yeah. we could we get a, a jingle sent in for Henners and Hoskins?
2: Oh... Yes, please. Malcolm. Edison, I mean, beautiful. Basically. Won't be hard to beat. What we need. No, it won't be. Uh, <laughs> what we need is we need, um, you know, romantics type mm. feel to it. So think. Like, do candles. you remember Late Night Love with Graham oh, Torrington? Neil, you know Graham Torrington. Why didn't you just yes. message him and ask him to do a do a little jingle for us. Because
0: Graham Torrenson agreed to come on the pod and then I him and
2: forgot to reply. <laughs> oh, dreadful, dreadful. Anyway, on that note, uh, please welcome um from the Day Away podcast, um Charlotte. How are you? Are you okay?
1: Hi, I'm all good, thank you. How are you both?
2: Uh, a Good, thank you. I'm just glad that you're still there.
1: <laughs> Don't worry, I've not fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> still here. <laughs>
2: Neil has fallen asleep and it was him doing most of the talking. It's dreadful. Uh, um, now, obviously, to start off with, last we'll, we'll go back to last year. Yes. Wasn't very good for either of us. Um, obviously, relegated on exactly the same day as us last season. Um, quick question. Do you feel that that was deserved?
1: To be fair, I really do because there were so many chances with us that we could have got out of it, and we just brought it onto ourselves. Um, it it wasn't it wasn't the best season because obviously COVID. Don't get me wrong, but just just in general, manager, the players didn't seem up for it. We just it was just one of them seasons that. I kind of—I know we got relegated as well, but you know, one of them seasons that you really want to forget, and you tr- you try your best to um think, do you know, what it didn't happen? It really didn't happen.
2: Oh yeah, we did that, didn't we, Neil? We it's tried a bit of to a forget. Uh, forget fact, what? Yeah, exactly. I I, I think we genuinely <laughs> um, we we do forget, and in fact, we say all the time that that's it. We do not recognise last season as ever having happened. Which I think is the best way yeah. <laughs> forward, to be honest with it. Um so how have you rebuilt this season? How's it gone for you so far?
1: Well, to be honest, um it's been it's been quite um new and fresh all around. We've got um a new board in, a new chairman, obviously a new manager, new staff, quite a few new faces we've seen, especially in January. January's been quite a good window for us. Um obviously we've lost Jake Beasley and Aaron Morley who went to Blackpool and Bolton. But um, we've managed to get in um, Max Clark from Fleetwood that was on a free contract. We've got Paul Downing from Portsmouth on loan, which he was really helping our defence. But Benny got an injury and obviously now our defence is conceding again. So, yeah, that's, that's not very good. Um, we've got Luke Charman from Darlington. We actually paid a fee for both him and Tavon Campbell from Woking. And, um, are we we linked are... to him. <laughs> Sorry about is that, any... guys.
0: <laughs> is he any good? Do
1: you know what? He's actually he's actually quite decent. But to be fair, since he's come in, we've not really been creating much for him, which is really <laughs> really frustrating. So um, don't get me wrong. On his home debut, we scored. It looks good, but he's just at the minute. He's just not getting. He's just not getting anything for him. Really, it's just we're just not creating much at all, Dale. <laughs> it's frustrating. And um, we managed to um, sign Corey O'Keefe on a permanent deal as well from Mansfield. He's a fullback for us, and um, he's definitely a fan's favourite. So yeah, we're, we're doing quite all right this season, um, player-wise and fresh faces. But it's just a frustrating season for us again. Really, where we seem to be, we seem to be um, going through phases. One minute we can't defend, but we're creating chances, so we're leaking goals. So we're leaking goals from all angles. Then we managed to sort our defence out and we're just not scoring. And honestly, it's just so frustrating, really frustrating.
0: So uh, everyone's favourite named footballer, Brian Barry Murphy, resigned, didn't he, in the summer? Um,
1: Yes, he actually went to um, Manchester City under 23s, I think it was. And um, yeah, it it was quite a weird one because he was... It was quite a mixed bag, really. A lot of our fans is, is a really likeable guy, don't get me wrong. We've got a lot of time for Brian Barry Murphy, but at the same respect as well, I think it was time for him to go and something fresh because it just got to the point where it was just the same and did would say the same things in interviews. It was getting quite repetitive. Nothing mm. was happening on the pitch. The season before, we obviously avoided relegation with that Joe Thompson goal. Mm. And... Yeah, I think it was just time for um, a new, yeah, just a new chapter, really. A new management team and, yeah. Robbie
0: Stockdale, isn't it
1: now? Yes, it is. It's Robbie Stockdale and Jimmy Shan as our assistant manager. And to be fair, I think this season, to be honest, I didn't expect much. I thought it's going to be a frustrating season. Obviously, a lot of our players went. We sold Ollie Rathbone to um, Rotherham. He's doing very well. Stephen Humphreys to Wigan. So that was two massive losses for us. And um, we always thought it was going to be a frustrating season. And it kind of... We we started very well early on. And I think even though we thought it's going to be a frustrating season we kind of thought, oh, do you know what? We might be going somewhere here. And a lot of us were planning our promotion party in like September. (laughs) Which, yeah, I was one of them. Don't get me wrong, I was one of them. And then I think reality is kind of struck in a bit now. Like, it is going to be a tough season, but because we were doing so well, it's kind of like a divide with the fans. There always is, don't get me wrong, but I think some of them do need a reality check because... We have been punching above our weight in League One. And obviously, under Keith Hill in particular, that's the best we've ever been. So obviously, Mm. um, financially, we've not got the budget. We can't compete with these top teams. So I think some of our fans do kind of think we are a League One team when in reality, we're probably not. We're probably not.
2: I mean, that's one of the things, isn't it? Because with us, you know, there's... And I think you know me and Neil are probably the same on this. Is that we see the Cobblers as being a should be in League One yeah. team, and the reality is is that actually we we we're a League Two team that yeah. flirts with League One every yeah. now and again. And, and obviously, I mean, for years, Rochdale, was it 40 years or something that you went without a promotion? It was a long, long yeah, time.
1: It was known as the Rochdale Division, like yeah. obviously Division 3, <laughs> League 2 at the time. Everyone used to laugh about it and there were jokes, like commentators used to call it the Rochdale Division. And it's it's only really, it's Keith Hill who obviously made us like a League 1 team and he got us our highest ever finish. We just missed out on the playoffs, our first season in League 1. And I think that's what some of our fans do forget, where it's like we only really achieved under like Keith Hill. And Mm. apart from that, we have been that team in League Two, Division Three, um, obviously back then. So that's what I think our fans do need to realise as well.
2: So this season, you're 16th at the moment in League Two. So by the sounds of it, you're... I won't say that that's where you expected to be, but is that around about where you were looking at or did you think that you would be higher up? Cause I know that like, so for instance, for myself, I think I predicted that the cobblers would have a top 10 finish. And obviously we're exceeding that expectation that I had personally. Um, Where did you think that you'd be this season and how does that compare to where you actually are now?
1: Yeah, well, obviously, like I said, I thought it was going to be a frustrating season, but I will be honest, I did think we'd finish higher. Mm. I didn't think we'd get promoted. I didn't think we'd get playoffs. And even if we were in them positions, I think it would be a season too soon with just what's happening on and off the pitch, the rebuilding. I think if we did happen to go up at the time, if it was like obviously capable, it would have been too soon. But I I personally would have, um, I thought we would have finished top 10, like top half of the table kind of thing. I didn't think we would be as low as we are. And the frustrating thing about it as well is we are playing good football. We are our own worst enemy. Obviously, our defence for a few seasons now has just been absolutely shocking. I, I honestly cannot think of a season where we have had good defence and not leak goals. And I don't know whether it's because we're playing more attacking now and it's just the formation. I don't know. But then we'll go through phases where, like I mentioned before, we've got Paul Downing. He um he kind of calmed down our defence. And at Forest Green, we was actually beating Forest Green 1-0. Paul Downing got injured, and within 30 seconds of him going off, Forest Green scored, and then obviously he <laughs> scored again and ended up winning 2-1. And that's just the kind of season we're having. It's really frustrating.
2: I mean, it does look, because you've scored the same amount of goals that we have, 38, yeah. which, I, I mean, we don't think that's enough, do we, Neil? We, we kind of look at that. I mean, especially because most of those have come from set pieces, corners or yeah. free kicks. Um, it's boring yeah very boring but you've conceded 40 yes. compared to our 25 so yes. there is obviously a big big you know gap between those two defences when you yes. put them together in that way um i mean just looking at the league table now you've got 35 points now to get into the top 10 um port vale are currently 10th on yes. 46 so there's an 11 point gap that you've got to actually make up to get into that top 10 which which feels huge you know at this stage of the season I actually didn't realize that it was that big of a gap between that I, I think last time I really looked to see you know the whole of the league table rather than just looking at the top and then the bottom it all seemed like it was fairly close together but it sounds to me, and maybe judging on, you know, the scale of those points differences, that you're kind of resigning yourself to a lower half. Oh,
0: yes. seven, points, seven points off the bottom two. Oh, oh no, Neil's got yeah. you
1: relegated
2: already. No, oh, honestly, really, it's sorry. ridiculous.
1: It's ridiculous. <laughs> the only good thing about it, and obviously like well, obviously not good for them, but the only decent thing about it of a minute is scum far. are obviously mm a bit behind us kind of thing but apart from that obviously I was at the game yesterday I was constantly I was constantly checking my phone for the results because obviously because it's just oh you're there trying to watch the football but then in the back of the mind you're thinking oh my gosh we are actually in a relegation battle as well possibly so I was just constantly on my phone checking for other results because it is scary times and um, as much as obviously I think I think we have rebuilt and obviously w- we are a decent team. We're playing good football. We're just not getting the points. It's, we've been getting draws, don't get me wrong, but we need the wins. We really do need the wins. And um, the game against Scunthorpe on Saturday, we managed to scrape a win together and that was our first win of the year.
2: Oh, that's, I, I didn't yeah. realise it was your first win of 2022. That's, yes. that's mad. Yes. I mean, you you mentioned the du- the draws there charlotte 14 that's the highest amount that has been done so far in league 2 yeah. this season i i mean it's not like you know when when i look at like okay you've had nine defeats but actually that's the best in the whole of the bottom half of the table only yeah. nine because yeah. the next lowest is port vale who are in 10th place yeah with eight um everybody else the whole way down the table has, has lost more games than you. But it, it's I mean, we've lost draws. Yeah, we've lost eight. So I mean, you know, don't forget, Keith Curl always said that you can definitely lose about fifteen games and double figures, still get yeah, yeah, double exactly. figures. So um, I mean, but I mean, that must be a worry that you're drawing so many of those games, and and quite clearly, it's not leaving you in a very pretty position in the league table.
1: Yeah, it's re- it's really worrying. And like I'm saying, um, we'll go through phases where we'll. We'll concede the goals, but we've got quite good attacking, so we'll be scoring the goals, but then we'll go through a drought where we're not scoring. Then we managed to hit form again with Jake Beasley, but then we ended up selling him to Blackpool. <laughs> it, honestly, <laughs> it's that like I keep saying, it's that kind of season where you think, yes, we've got it here, and then something bad happens. <laughs> and it's it's just honestly so annoying, it really is.
2: Well, look, we'll come on and we'll come back to Jake Beasley in yeah. a minute. But obviously, the, the other thing that's been going on with the Dale this season has been to do with the ownership of the football club. Yes. And there's been an awful lot going on. And I think, you know, as, as Cobblers fans, you know, sometimes we think we've got it bad or had it bad. Yeah. And in a way, it's – and I don't mean this as any disrespect to you or to Rochdale at all, Charlotte, but in a way, it's sometimes nice to see that we're not alone.
1: No, hundred percent. There's issues.
2: Yeah. Can you can you just talk us through actually what's been going on? Because I've seen a lot of things in in the media talking about how you've been having to raise funds to fend off a um I, I suppose a a, a, a a heist almost. Um yes. I can't think of the word that they use for it, but a hostile <laughs> a hostile takeover. That's yes, the word. Yes. Um so what's been going on?
1: Yeah, so basically, Rochdale Football Club, we've been fan owned for 115 years. That is pretty much how it's been. It's a day away. And um, yeah, it's always been fan owned, and we've never, ever had a majority owner. And right, okay. It's just, yeah, it's just a club that's It's a small club, don't get me wrong. It's the heart of the community. We've obviously got big clubs around us, like your Manchester United, your Manchester City, your Bolton. So we're just that small club with like, the same fans, we're always asking for other fans to join and stuff. We're always trying to trying to make it, you know, so it's, like, suitable for kids. There's always activities going on and stuff because we are that club that we because of the teams around us, we don't attract the fans, obviously. We've not got the budget, so we just rely pretty much on being, like, a community football club.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and we've always been known for being a really well-run club as well financially. I can't even say it financially. <laughs> yeah, we're the kind of club that have to sell players. Um, we don't have a big budget, but we've always been recognised for that, which is which is amazing considering like what's happened to the likes of Bury, Macclesfield. I know Bolton have had the struggles, Wigan have had the struggles, all the local teams around us. Mm. But um, in the summer, anyway, we were in the news due to a failed takeover. Mm. And one of the men involved, who I can name because it is in the news, is um, Andrew Curran. And he was actually linked to Swindon. Him and another guy were linked to Swindon. And um, unfortunately, that was when Swindon was struggling as well.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously,
1: we've come through it now, but that was when Swindon were struggling. So um, the Swindon fans have been really amazing with us as well, and they've actually helped our trust, you know, through some of the issues, which is amazing how um, different trusts can, can all come together. But um, yeah, um, Andrew Curran he's an advisor to a company called Martin House. Yeah. And he was recently in the news himself because he was found guilty of making a homophobic. A homophobic remark in a meeting with the EFL and obviously to do with Rochdale and he's actually been banned from football until um, March okay. so just by just by um, knowing about what's happened and what he's come out with at that meeting it doesn't really give a good impression of a mm. person <laughs> so um, just judging by that it just it's someone who we don't really want in our football club yeah but then it did go really quiet for a short while. But then last month, unfortunately, the company, Martin House, sent a letter saying that they are taking legal action against the Supporters' Trust and Volunteer Directors, which, because obviously they've took it against Volunteer Directors and the Supporters' Trust, that means Rochdale can't actually fund it themselves. The football club, these obviously, you know, for the case. Right, Yeah. So, yeah, that's when, obviously, the Dale Trust have asked. um, They posted online. We've been doing fundraisers just to raise money to um, take these men to court so we can stay fan-owned because it's it's just horrendous what's going on. And um, I don't want to go into much detail, but from what I've seen previously and on the internet, the guys who are obviously to do with this takeover and who are taking us to court are the people that we don't want in a football club. they yeah. really not. And, um, yeah, so in the summer, the fans actually worked really hard and they actually did their own investigations against these men, just um, digging up information, seeing what they could find to obviously help the EFL, you know, um, to try, just basically to try, um, because they have to do a check, don't EFL have to do checks, don't they, if people want to own clubs? So we're just basically Mm -hmm. finding any information they can to try and stop what's going on. So they've worked really, really hard. But obviously, because this has happened, our fans and people who have helped with these investigations have obviously put the board and the trust in this position. So just as a football club itself, we're just... Basically, asking as fans if the wider football community could help us in some way, and um, obviously, there's been donations from Arsenal Supporters Trust donated. It's actually, I think it was Borussia Dortmund, someone oh, right? Okay. Borussia Dortmund has actually donated. Um, Charlton fans have actually been amazing because they they are kind of linked in some way. I won't go into details, but they are linked mm-hmm. in to it some way. Oldham fans have been immense and really, really helpful considering we're local rivals, but that just shows the solidarity in football and how it's not just football kind of thing. We can get mm. together and help each other in some way. And um, yeah, um, we are a small community club and... As much as it sounds silly, it's not just it's not just about football at the end of the day. It's seven ninety 90 minutes going watching your team, the making friends, um escaping from whatever personal issues you might have going on in your life just an, an escape and yeah, I just it's hard to think of what it would be like without Rochdale if something bad did happen to it. Yeah. 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 And just Rochdale Football Club itself—it's about the fans. It's always been about the fans. Obviously, it's fan-owned. It's family orientated I don't know if you're familiar with the story as well, but um, we actually, we actually had a super fan who passed away called David Clough, and um, he dedicated his life to collecting money for Rochdale. And um, we used to have like a lotto,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he'd go around the streets, no matter what weather, collecting money for the club. And um, unfortunately, he did pass away and he left every single bit of money he had, he left to the football club. And um, that actually helped to buy a scoreboard for us. And it also helped the supporters trust buy shares. So we could obviously, um, we could obviously buy shares into, into the club. So we did have a majority ownership which is amazing, and um, just to recognise what David Clough did for the club, we've actually got a statue of him, and he's sat in his seat, what he's sat in for absolute years, and if you actually um, went to Rochdale, you'd see it, and it's, it just looks exactly like him, it's mental, and um, <laughs> yeah, just things like that just shows like Rochdale is just about the fans, and that's what that's how we want to keep it, it really is.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm just so everything that I'm gonna say here is taken from a BBC article. Yeah. So, you know, everything here is the what is actually online and you can see for yourself. Um, so when it comes to first of all, you're talking about being fan owned yes. uh, as a football club. So my understanding of this, and, and and feel free to correct me if I am wrong. So my understanding is is that there was no majority Yes, sort of shareholder in the football club there were many sort of maybe five or so um, fairly large shareholders yeah and um, the company that you talked about Morton House yes they bought a few of those people out of their shareholding which then took them over the top of the you know to become majority shareholder but because it wasn't in one transaction it wasn't subject to EFL approval immediately
1: well this is the thing um obviously from that but there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes and we don't actually know what is true
2: We'll, we'll sort. Of, we'll move away from that then, because obviously it's very, very complicated. Um, yes. <laughs> just, just tell us. So obviously the Supporters Trust is still raising money to be yes. able to. I, I presume here to be able to um, fight this yes. legal case that is being brought against them uh, or against the directors of the Supporters Trust. Is, is there anywhere that like Northampton fans, if they want to, can go and? try and offer some help or financial support at all is there like a gofundme or anything like that
1: yeah well um the last couple of games has actually been um people from the supporters trust um outside collecting any loose change anyone has um you can also donate on uk, and even we all know obviously recent times we've all not got the same money that we did have um we've just been through a pandemic so even if you can't offer any money if you just see an article about the situation if you follow me on twitter and you see something i post about it if you could um, post a link for people to donate who can just just absolutely anything anyone can do if you're on twitter give it a retweet or just quote tweet it with anything just anything like that even if you can't donate that would be so helpful it really okay. would
2: no problem. Um, I'll make sure that there is there is a link in the description for anybody oh, who wants you. to go to that site and, and pledge anything. Um, and then you can do. I'll be there on Saturday as well. I'll make sure I've got some change to throw in a bucket. Um, oh, thank you uh, and so see much. If we can help out in some way, shape, or form. Um, so we'll, we'll move away from all of that <laughs> just to finish off and give you a bit of a chance to breathe. So you mentioned earlier on, actually, Jake Beasley, and, and he was yes. your top scorer. Um, but he joined Blackpool in January yes um and he was replaced by Tavon Campbell yes yeah. who was linked to the Cobblers back in January um, yeah. he signed for you guys from Woking he scored 13 goals uh this season i think that's in the conference he might have scored a couple more for you guys as well um how's it how's he looked so far for you has he been the replacement for Beasley
1: well to be honest, um, it's not his fault, but the the last games he's played recently, we've, we've not really performed very well, and he's just he scored on his home debut, which was really good. It does look it does look like a good player, and he could be a good player,
2: mm.
1: but I just feel like I just feel like with our attacking recently, and just us in general, our performances, we've just not been very well, so we've not really seen what he's capable of.
2: So who else should we be looking out for then, Charlotte?
1: Yeah, so we have a forward called Alex Newby. He often plays as part of a front three, but he can play as a winger as well. And he's probably, I think he's his, I think now Beasley's gone, he's our top scorer for the season. And yeah, he's a good finisher. He's very skillful, So um, he's definitely one to watch. Um, Brilliant. Corey O'Keefe, who we signed from um, Mansfield on a permanent, is um also one to watch. He's a fullback, and he's he's one of them. He's one of them players that we love because he plays for us, but
0: okay, you'll probably yeah.
1: hate you'll <laughs> probably hate because he is a wind up merchant to fans to players of the opposition. So so yeah, he's definitely one to watch. And I'll probably say as well, James Ball. He's a midfielder who we have just signed um in January. And he's scored in the last in the last few games. He's got a couple of goals. And yeah, he's your typical centre midfielder. He's also a wind-up merchant as well. He's always there. He's always getting his um foot in. So he's another one to definitely watch. I think I think they're the three, I'd probably say.
2: Okay. Um something that I know that Neil loves to do is to look at uh, the players for any particular team and just pick out somebody with a great name. So it doesn't matter how good they are or anything like that. But I'm looking through the Rochdale squad at the moment, Neil. Well, I've got one already. Have you got one already? Because <laughs> the only one that I've gone for straight away, and it's not because of the fact that he looks really scary and that I wouldn't want to meet him in a dark alley, is uh, Matt Dunn.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> it
2: just, I mean, he just looks, he, he looks like, literally, he's just saying, no, I'm done.
0: See you later. I I'm am a big fan of Danny Cashman.
2: Oh. Good one, that. I like that. Do you think he just carries around cash with him all the time?
0: Uh, oh oh you were going down that. I was thinking there's a numerous things you could change that surname to, isn't it? So,
2: <laughs> oh hello. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't it's not a word, George Broadbent. That's not a bad one. Not a bad one. I want to know Neil, who's 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 the Rochdale player with your, with the best hair?
0: Oh, good question. Good question. Here we go.
2: Uh, all, all the all the big questions asked on this podcast, Charlotte. Best notice. hair.
0: Uh, I would say Abraham Adoa. Is that how you pronounce it? He's, Abraham Ado.
1: Yeah, he's he's yeah. got great hair.
0: He's got, got great hair. hair. Max Max Taylor looks like he he fancies his hair a little bit, I would say. Oh, yeah. He looks,
1: I yeah, I he's got good Max hair. Yeah.
0: Where is this he? strikes me as the sort of guy that probably
2: uses straighteners. I'll uh, tell you what about it.
1: Uh, Will any of yous have seen Alex Newby's new hairstyle?
2: Probably not. But he's, he, he's dyed it
1: bleach blonde. It looks like... Do you know of a video, Eminem Stan? It looks like Stan.
2: Oh. Yeah, Is so it- he might be a winner. He's gone for a Phil Foden. Is that what the kids would say? Yeah. Okay. I've seen it. I like it. (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) lie, Charles. If you see this
0: picture, it doesn't look dissimilar to me. You know? Really? Oh dear. Oh dear. Whether that's a good thing for him or not, I don't know. It's debatable. He should. He should
2: definitely immediately change it.
0: It, Or I should immediately change mine.
2: No, no, no. Definitely he should change it. The association (laughs) with you is something that he really. He is a professional footballer. Yeah. Exactly. Can I just yeah. ask a very quick question, um, Jimmy Mcnulty?
1: Yes.
2: How old is he? Because <laughs> oh, you know what, I don't ancient. even know
1: how old is Jim Mcnulty.
2: I, I, I've just looked at this and just established that he's he's younger than I am, which is dreadful for what I've just said. Uh, is he actually? Yeah, yeah, a whole year. Well, no, not a whole year. Four months younger than me. Um, and also, Paul no, Downing looks like a tree.
1: <laughs> a tree. <laughs>
2: But the other thing that I'll say is that um he was born in Runcorn Jim Jim Jimmy Manotti and uh, being from Warrington it shows. Uh there we go. <laughs> so have got one more oh, one more Joel
0: on. the goalkeeper Joel Coleman. Yes. Oh yes. He looks like a football manager regen. He doesn't look <laughs> he, he doesn't knows. look real when you look at his picture on Wikipedia uh, not on Wikipedia on Google.
2: Yeah. He does not look real. It's the um well the, the picture that I've got on the Rochdale FC website AFC website I should say. Um blonde hair with a with a definite brown beard. There's oh, well, there's respect. something wrong. It's
1: really, it's really funny because obviously I think he's receding a little bit on top. So Blessing. when it's windy on a windy day, he's got like this little like bit of hair what Is it? Is he?
2: Is he <laughs> Sounds like Mitch. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> hope F- he doesn't F- listen. listen to this.
2: Oh, you'll see Nick. Mitch
0: Pinnock's hair on Saturday.
2: And Neil, oh, well. he was only born in 1995. Bless him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mitch him.
2: Pinnock. No. Joel Coleman. Uh, who talking oh my about?
1: gosh, 95, Joel Coleman. 95.
2: No same. way. So, so young. So oh, a, a latecomer for the name. Go on. Casper Milkowski, <laughs> is
1: it? Oh, I don't know. Is he a young one?
2: He's oh. 18.
1: I was going to oh. say, yeah, i not.
2: Is he even on the? T- he's not even on the squad list. Here, you know, <laughs> he's is he? Born in born in Poland. What are you doing? You you need to be careful. After the last time you went looking at players, Neil. You can't. He played know. in. He played in the football trophy. Apparently, oh, oh did, he? did he? Yeah. There you go. I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Right, there we go. Right, uh, just to quickly say, um, last five games for Rochdale, um, you've had some good results, some bad results, and some indifferent ones. Mostly draws. Uh, One all against Port Vale. (laughs) You had a (laughs) 2-1 win against Scunthorpe. Three all against Harrogate. Lost to Forest Green, as most people do. Uh, And a one all draw away at Colchester as well. Um, Predictions um but danny has a new question that he likes to ask on the preview show neil every single week i know you don't listen to it so i'll better tell you what it is I don't, yeah. um, <laughs> he uh he likes to ask um charlotte how good are rochdale at defending set pieces
1: <laughs> you can probably tell by my laughing not very good <laughs> <Okay. Guessing. laughs>
2: there we as go. a fan
1: as a fan when the other team gets a set piece against our defence, it's like your team getting a penalty. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, oh, it's, it's a like, dream.
2: Right, well, I that's just changed my prediction then, <laughs> Neil. I don't know about yours. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> prediction has changed. Oh, dear. Okay. Bad? <laughs> well, in, in that case, Neil, I'm going to start with you, my friend, uh, for a prediction. Rochdale against Northampton Town Football Club. 3 p.m. Yeah, Saturday. On three yes, p. M. I knew yeah. that I was coming. Yes, 3 yeah. p.m. Saturday. Um, what's your prediction? Hold on a minute. Yeah, oh, we'll give a prediction in a minute. Okay. I We haven't mentioned the,
0: the chip shop. <gasps> we oh, haven't amazing. mentioned the chip shop.
1: It's amazing, isn't it? Oh.
0: That's the only reason I turned up tonight, to find out about the chip shop. Are you coming on Saturday? No?
2: No? <laughs> Chip shop's not <laughs> that much for a draw then, obviously. Oh no, it's, well, it's well, for the one the gobblers actually, there's not that much for a draw. Okay, just to make sure, Charlotte, is it still open?
1: It is still open, oh. and the funniest thing is, every time someone sees me on Twitter and they go, oh, you're a Rochdale fan, is that chip shop still open? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question I get the most.
2: Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, Neil, let's have a prediction right. from you. Prediction.
0: Well, I was going to go relatively conservative, but after Charlotte,
2: has explained...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but after Charlotte has explained the problems they have uh, with set pieces, I'm going to go 5 nil cobblers. <laughs> lovely.
2: Absolutely all from lovely. set pieces. All from set pieces. Corners <laughs> or free kicks or a mixture? Uh, corners. I think they'll all be from corners. Oh, nice. I'm going to go uh, pick a mix with uh, my set piece delivery. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with a 2 1 Cobblers win. Um, Both goals from set pieces, one from a corner and one from a free kick. Neither of them direct, but both of them headed home by a centre back. Horseful and Guthrie to score for the Cobblers. Um, There you go. Charlotte, (laughs) prediction (laughs) from the Rochdale end.
1: I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to go for another draw.
2: (laughs) Oh, Oh. not a loss,
1: another draw. And I'm going okay. to go with, I think it'll be two all. And oh, yeah. I'm going I like to go it. as the scorers, I'm going to go with Liam Kelly, who's a centre midfielder, and I'm going to go with Alex Newby.
2: Lovely, lovely. And we just
0: point out we we have kept 17 clean sheets this season now? Yeah,
2: 17.
1: Oh, can I change? <laughs> <I'm> just- nope, <laughs> no, no, <that's> not it. <laughs> too late (laughs) it's gonna be 3-0 to you guys
2: (laughs) (laughs) bless you bless you well look thank you so much charlotte for coming on being such a good sport it's been great having you on the preview show thank you so much
1: oh no thank you so much for having me on i really enjoyed it
2: You're very welcome. And as I said before, um, if you want to find out uh, how you can donate to that fund to try and help the Rochdale Supporters Trust essentially not get sued um, or whatever it is that's happening, um, then there will be a link in the description. Now, Charlotte, you are also um, one half of a podcast that talks all about rochdale i believe and <laughs> um, this is your chance to plug that podcast and get every single cobbler's fan listening to it for one week and one week only
1: yeah so um i'm co-host with isabel on it's called the dale way and you can find us under the dale way on twitter on youtube on instagram on pretty much every social media site going to be honest
2: good stuff Brilliant. Make sure you go and check it out, Cobblers fans, um, at least for this one week while we're <laughs> playing each other. Uh, Neil, thank you very much to you for stepping in to Danny's Void, which I know is quite big. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a big big man to replace. He's a big character. He is. It's all those books filling up the hole. And the um, beard. And the beard. And the beard, exactly. Uh, next week, uh, we'll have a Tranmere fan. Because uh, it's a happy birthday to the Cobblers next week, isn't it, Neil? Oh, is that next week, is it? It is next week, yeah. 125 years, Neil. How's it feel?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time. (laughs) It's been a
2: long time. (laughs) How's
0: it feel? Not, it's not. I mean, in my time following, it's not been the most enjoyable, but that's what we sign up for, isn't it?
2: Oh, mate, don't be like that.
0: Hey, it makes the good times better. right? It
2: does indeed. Look, thank you so much for listening to It's All Coldless to Me. This has been the preview show. We'll be back on Tuesday with our regular weekly episode where we'll be looking back, no doubt, on the game against Rochdale. Thank you again to Charlotte for joining us. Thank you for listening. Uh, If you want to support the podcast, you can do. Just go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me you'll get the preview show a day early and you'll also get loads of extra content as well thanks so much for listening we'll see you next week goodbye To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.